What's up, guys? Ryan with Torture Talk Podcast here, and today I've got one of my favorite people in the door business on with us, Greg Giaquinto. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, I think you you should know that by now. It's close enough. I think you you got it. I got it. All right. You got it. I uh I called one of my employees by the wrong name the other day. Didn't even apologize because I'm trying to play it off like I didn't. <laughs> I feel bad. Um. All right. So, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for uh, coming in with me here on a Sunday and recording our uh, last bonus episode before we go into season two, four, whatever season we're going into. So you came down last time and did yours in person. You decided not to do that today, right? I wish I could have done that again. <laughs> you can come down anytime. Last time. Get out and play. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what's happened in your world since the last time you were on the show. So we had you on. When did he come on last? Season two. Over a year ago, right? I don't think it was a year ago. Was it? He was season two, right? When did you make your trip down here? We, you've question. been on twice. It was, uh, so the first the first time I was down, uh, Michelle was like seven or eight months pregnant, I think. And then we talked on the phone not long after that. Okay. So we did two, right? Have you been on twice? This is your third time? I have. I have. And so my daughter is um, 13 months. And so, so it's been when you 14, came on. 15. Okay. So a little over a year. Yeah. All right. Well. My bad. Okay, so I remember when I first met you, um, young, ambitious, ready to take on the world. You you, you had just kind of uh, assumed the role of, like, kind of decision maker slash CEO of your dad's business. Whether I he, like to still consider myself young and ambitious, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so this was one of those scenarios where like your dad had a business, he had done a pretty good job, but his primary thing was being a firefighter. And this was just something he did for extra money. And it kind of turned into a business for him. And, um, but, but never really, I guess, had a dream of like blowing it up and making it big and just, you know, doing anything crazy with it. And then along comes Greg young and ambitious and he's like dad you got something good here why don't we blow it up and uh so that's where you were pretty much when we first had you on and I remember you talking about goals and how you wanted to you know be able to hire somebody to go out in the field tell us where you're at now and a little bit of the journey on how you got there so the first time I was on, um, while I was in Georgia, I had listed a job posting for helper. Ended up coming home, decided to hire ten men, and uh, he came on. He just finished his first year uh, at the end of October, October twenty eighth, I believe it was. And ten men's and, not a uh, helper. He's not a helper. He, uh, I put him in a van, and he hit the ground running last year, and 
um, it was probably a few months before, you know, <laughs> I even looked to see what he was, what he was doing for me. And, you know, we, we were running a bunch of installs together, you know, I was sending him out to do stuff on his own. Um, you know, he came with about five or six years of experience and, uh, Jim is, uh, Jim's a great guy and he wants to be here, which is what more can he ask for? Um, and so it's been, it's been a pretty crazy year. And, um, I, I like to think I've, I've taught him a lot and I can definitely tell you, he's taught me a lot. That's probably why he enjoys uh, working there so much. Yeah. And now here we are a year later and I'm in, I'm going to say pretty much the exact same position. We have uh, more work than, than we can get to ourselves. And, um, you know, kind of at that decision where, you know, if we bring somebody else on, are we going to be able to keep them busy through the winter? Um, you know, we do have, so we've got Jim. Jim's been awesome. Uh, a few months back, we hired Jim a helper. Uh, his name is Logan. I actually used to work with his dad uh, back when I worked at the ambulance years ago. He's a good kid. He's a good helper. He probably won't be with us forever, which kind of makes me sad. Um, so they do a lot of work together. Uh, he's been actually out sick for the last two weeks. Not COVID. <laughs> uh, just, just off sick. And, Public uh, announcement. I just want to make sure everybody knows he does not have yeah, COVID. He does not have COVID. Uh, so the last couple of weeks without him, I've been, you know, doing doing a considerable amount of more field work, more installs with Jim. Whereas before they had been doing a lot of the installs and I've been doing service. And so we're we're overwhelmed with the amount of work that, that we've got. And we actually picked up uh, a customer. Uh, I've been asking around. Um uh, you know, we're, we're busy. Don't anybody looking for work? I had a customer actually say, well, actually, yeah, I am. Uh, and he's been working out really well for us for the last couple of months. He's more, uh, comes from the financial kind of corporate world. Uh, but he's, he's willing to get his hands dirty. He does a good job and he's, he's willing to learn doors and he's going to, he's going to end up being kind of an office manager type role for us. Uh, so we're kind of putting the pieces together. Uh, I'd like to think that I hire a, the person rather than the position, which kind of makes it, you know, has its own challenges because I'd love to go just hire another full-time installer, but are they going to be a good fit here? For me, the fit is more important than, than the skills that they initially bring to the table. Right. Well, it's no, um, no secret that you guys are growing really fast. And you're making some great decisions, but in the meantime, you're balancing a lot. So you've had a baby, right? Yep. She's awesome. And so you have long sleepless nights and then you got to get up and you got to manage all these people. And, um, I think you're, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this because I don't know if you told me, but you're looking for a new location to actually have like a, a nice, like a bigger shop. Is that right? Yeah, so the, the business, we haven't bought a new location. My father went in on the new location with, uh, with a, a friend. And so we've tripled the size of the space that we were in. Uh, but a third of it is going to be rented. And then the main part, we went from 2,000 square feet to about 4,000 square feet. 
but there's it's not just that. There's some loft space. Uh, there's some office space and there's a whole bunch of outdoor space and we're actually trying to work out a deal with the city because there's a little bit of land surrounding the property that is just not used and we're trying to pick that up to to increase our footprint um, but so we do own that my father owns it and we're operating out of there building's been closed up for a while so while it is an awesome building, it, you know, needed HVAC, cleaning, painting, all that good stuff. So on top of uh, a record year and being busy five or six days a week, we're renovating the building, which is fun. Uh, I actually just ordered, uh, actually delivered it this week. I got a 20-foot storage container that showed up, and we've got two 17-foot truck bodies that were moving from our old location uh, that I'm about to stockpile some parts for the winter. Nice. You and I were talking about this earlier and just our predictions, you know, it's, it's nice to be in a place to be able to buy some inventory and have some stuff on hand, especially when you have shortages and things like that happening and a lot of uncertainty and uh, some of the advantages of being a legitimate company. Um, definitely, you know, and having some space to be able to store it is uh, super helpful, especially right now. Um, yeah, just, now I know you guys have kind of moved towards um, buying directly from the, the manufacturers. We, we still buy everything from a DC or a third party. And I'll tell you what, man, the shelves are slimmer and slimmer every time we go there. You know, yeah. everybody knows the issues we were having getting a lift master. Well, if you imagine going to Clopay for a, a standard race panel door and they tell you they don't have any. And it's like six weeks out. Yeah, <laughs> it is so crazy. We're, you know, fortunate we've had a good year, and I'm I'm taking a good chunk of our our profit for the year and and investing it into store stock. And we generally don't stock a lot of uh, springs. You know, we keep what's on the truck, and then two, maybe three full sets in in the shop. And we're we're going to be purchasing a considerable amount more than that. It's good. We um. I used to buy from Service Spring all my springs, uh, which I still like them, but uh, worked out a deal with Clopay Parts, and they're now shipping uh, parts with my doors. And uh, it turns out that we save a lot of money just in the shipping alone. Uh, I've got a, a shopping cart on clopayparts.com right now. I don't even want to tell you what the amount is. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's a little crazy, but that's how it starts. Um, We're like women yeah. in the coach store. <laughs> so, uh, you know, spring stock struts, um, angle iron, you know, all that good stuff. And, we're going to have it. The DC is actually right in my town. And so I'm going to have it shipped to them and we're going to go pick it up. So now that we're at where, where you're at right now, right? So it's coming close to the end of the year. You're preparing for 2021. What are, so you've got, you know, last year, 2019, you had goals of, you know, hiring uh, a person to help you out in the field. Now you've got three people in the field, plus you, plus your dad. So you're a decent size now. You've come a long way in a short amount of time. You've over, uh, you're going to over double your revenue this year from last year. And uh, what are you looking at for next year? What are some goals that you've got? So uh, with this new guy, Adam, that we brought on, 
he's got some like I said, that financial corporate background. He's uh, he's very analytical. He's very proficient with uh, Excel, QuickBooks, all that good stuff. And what he's helping me do on top of being willing to get his hands dirty is, is we're using some of that Excel knowledge that he's got and some of his uh, corporate world knowledge that he's got. And we're looking to build out, um, you know, kind of a standard operating procedure or guideline, you know, for our techs to, to reference when they go on the field. I want to, I want to put together things are going to help us scale a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, we're kind of building our core. I feel like we have a good culture, uh, but as we grow and hire more people, uh, that vetting process is a little bit tougher because when we come, um, they come on, I'm going to need them to produce. Whereas right now, the people that I'm bringing on are they're producing, but in a different way. They're helping build, uh, and I'd like to standardize a lot of what we're doing so that it, it's teachable and there's a guideline for what they do when they come on uh are smart you know i know we've talked about goals in the past our the way we talk about it now is, is you know kind of our, our long sight goal the way we talk about things and that kind of keeps us on track is um you know what do we need to do to be in five states and that's a lot different than what you and i talked about you know a little over a year ago and I don't know if we're going to end up in five states, but if we're working towards that, then we're definitely going to achieve more than we ever set out to. Right. Yeah. So I, I've been reading um, a lot of books lately and one of the books was teaching something that I don't know. It feels very obvious. Like I should have known this already, but um, it literally says, you know, you can do a budget for the year, but, do it by quarter. So don't waste your time on doing a budget and goals for quarter two, three, and four when you're in quarter four of the, of the you know, prior year. So for example, like right now, I, I, my staff and I would be working on the entire year's goal, budget, everything. And every year we find ourselves having to make adjustments, especially Q3, uh, Q4, um, and so we've just stopped doing that. And, and now we just do three months at a time. We don't even do a year. Uh, so now we're working on January, February, uh, March, and we're going to put our projections in place, put our budgets in place. Uh, anyone that we think we need to hire during that time, wh you know, what month we need to hire them, what position we need to hire them for. And then that way we can kind of figure it out. But uh, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was in the extreme growth mode, like what you're in right now. So I think it's almost impossible, even though I hit some months, some years pretty close, it's almost impossible to project. And the amount of time that you spend on stuff that you've got to change anyway um, is, uh, is wasted time. So uh, I'm a big fan of the new philosophy of of plan for your quarter and then uh, adjust, make it make changes for the next quarter and then roll it out and just keep doing that. That's an interesting perspective. And I'll tell you that where I'm at right now with this year coming to an end, um, 
having a, an end in sight for the year and some kind of finality and it has allowed me to plan a little bit. And so what I've been able to do is look at, you know, our averages for the year by the month and, uh, you know, how well we're doing, how much money I, I anticipate coming in between now and the end of the year. And essentially what I did was map out if we stopped earning money today, how long can we survive? Uh, what's it going to take us to get to the end of the year? And so I took that number and then anything excess of that is basically what I'm taking and looking to invest in our stock for the winter to try and, you know, circumvent some of these shortages that we're having and invest in the business, uh, you know, spend some money on things that maybe we, we didn't think we could afford or, or something that's going to help us grow. And so you're, you know, you kind of talking about the quarter like that. Uh, I haven't really looked at my books that way at all this year until now. And if I could do this every quarter, it definitely gives us a little guidance, um, gives us some structure to work with, which, which is, I think, going to be really helpful. Do you go over your financials with your team? Uh, so sort of. Sort of. Like, do you share um, that you guys have a monthly goal and whether you hit it and then, you know, do you share a P&L or anything with them? Uh, yeah. So I, I, I share, um, you know, like if we land a big job, you know, I'll, you know, share that information or say, Hey, we had a really good month and, you know, and, and part of that may come in the way of a couple of new tools for the guys or, you know, um, as far as financial goal setting and sales goals, like I do most of our sales, right? Uh, as far as like new door sales and and um, you're the main revenue driver. Yeah. So, but I would like that's one of the things we're trying to standardize. Is and it took us a while to get our pricing where we wanted it, where we needed it. Um, we're actually digging pretty deep right now into what a, an hour costs us every day. Uh, and that's going a long way towards helping me quote some of the, we're getting some fairly decent sized jobs lately. Um, in the last two or three months, we've landed a couple of jobs in excess of $30,000 and, you know, quoting, it was a really big challenge. Um, in what you know, way? But now that we've got a, uh, making sure that we're going to make enough money on the job, um, anticipating how long it's going to take, trying to anticipate uh, pickups. Because it always takes longer than you think it's going to, especially the first time around. Uh, which I'm willing to, you know, accept that as a learning. You know, there, there's value in learning. And so some of these jobs that we take in the next time around, uh, you know, we can work on the same dollar amount and still have a better margin because they're going to do it more efficiently. I'm so glad you brought that up because I talked to so many young business owners out there and I think they're so afraid to make a mistake and lose money. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell them straight up, listen, the, the best money I ever spent was the money that I lost because it taught me something that I'll never do again, or I'll do it different. Um, and, I'd rather learn it early 
than later when I'm when I'm working with more zeros. So I think it's extremely important. You know, when I bring people on, I actually have money set aside, like especially new people who don't have garage door experience. I, I have in my head an even like expected amount of money set aside for their mistakes. I just know it's going to happen. Right. And so yeah. um, I think we, we should spend more time allowing mistakes. I know that sounds weird, but. Um, well, how else do you learn? I know. I think we spend so much time. Like, I don't know. I, I think about the time when I went out to California and trained for four and a half days and came back here and launched a company and didn't even know the name of my tools. And, and then, you know, I'm hesitating to let the guy out into the field who's been with me for a year and been training nonstop. And I'm like, what am I waiting on? Like, just let him go out and do a pan door. What's the worst that could happen? I get some egg on my face with a customer and I got to buy a new door. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's installed a door here in our training center, like 10, 15 times. I've checked them over. The last five have been perfect. So I, I just cut them loose. Last week we were like, go install this door Wednesday. He's like, okay. So I mean. And then when you do have that one job to say they screw up on, I've found that customers have been pretty flexible. Like if we've had issues here and there, something got misordered, something got overlooked, something got installed wrong. Yeah. Uh, we put it in and you get a call back on it. Like, it, you know, it's not every day, but it happens. Right. And, you know, those jobs, as long as you're honest with the people and you fix the problem and it doesn't cost them anything, um, you know, most of those people are very understanding and turn out to be really good customers in the long run. So what do you, um, what's your process? Are you selling and you're ordering everything yourself? Right now, yeah. So I think I would like, not today, but eventually I would like to probably have a couple people on of different garage door sizes and just talk about company structure. Like, you know, how do you have, what's your workflow? Who's responsible for what? Like, I think that would all be great conversation, especially if we had companies of different sizes and um, because it's hard, right? Like, and I think every business is different, but it's hard to really know who to hire next um, and what that person needs to be like, what qualities they need to have. And you're at a stage where you're going to probably learn quick. I need to hire somebody and then you're going to have to bring somebody on quick. So it's not a bottleneck. And so you're, if you're growing that fast, I mean, part of your job really just has to be like interviewing people like every couple, like couple people a week. Right. Yeah, definitely. And our, our process right now is everything kind of revolves around me. And, and that's just one of the things where, um, you know, relinquishing control, right. Being comfortable and, and, you know, it's just something I've struggled with. Part of it is because I don't know what I want my expectations to be. I'm still learning. Um, you know, but the, I find that the more I, I give some of that stuff up, um, the easier it is as time goes on. And Jim is fantastic. And all my customers love Jim, you know, and it's not me. I mean, it's not him. It's me sometimes letting him go out and do things or new things. You know, he doesn't have a lot of commercial experience. Um, to let him go out and let him learn 
and uh, you know all my process to not revolve around me. I want to uh, not have to do all of the invoicing today and have it still get done. You know, because there's there's lots of things on my plate that I'm doing. And I enjoy doing the different things. Um, you know, but I'd love that process to involve more people. But hang on one second, because Owen just came and wanted to say hello. So All I right. figure I'll let him say Let's hi real quick Let's and be it. on the podcast. Say hello. Hi. Say hi, Ryan. What's up, buddy? Hi. Welcome to Torsion Talk Podcast. He said, I talked over him. He said, welcome to Torsion Talk Podcast. Oh, hey, hi. Glad to have you on. Garage Door Company. JG and Sons? Yeah, it is. (laughs) You going to work for JG and Sons? Sure. (laughs) Maybe one day. Doesn't sound convinced. (laughs) I put him on the spot. Greg's going to have to work on his closing skills for sure. So I I had a conversation with a um, a young uh, entrepreneur in the garage door industry not too long ago, and we were having this same conversation about like letting go and kind of being at that spot. And I can tell you, my business took off when I started delegating more and uh, really pulled back and and let my team do what I hired them to do. But you can almost do this with anywhere in the country, right? And and I'm just gonna say. Garage Door Company, West Haven. I'm doing a, a Google search here, and I'm looking at the, the local pack, and then I expanded it. All right. So we've got uh, in the top 10. Let's just take top 10. One, two, three, four, five, six. So out of the top 10, no one's rated lower than a four-star. Actually, all the results. Anyone with reviews, no one's rated lower than a four-star. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I don't know these companies, but I guarantee you at least three or four of them just suck at life and business like horrible, <laughs> right? Like we can pretty much guarantee that to be the case. They're horrible bosses. They got just, they don't run their company. Well, whatever that, that very well could be possible. Now, if you have those companies still at four star or better, and then I have the conversation, I ask you like, Greg, what's the worst that could happen? If you let go, you know, we start to think about, well, you know, I'll probably start getting, I could possibly start getting bad reviews. Well, that's not true. Like I can do this search all over the country and and it's literally four star or greater everywhere with everybody for the most part. I mean, even bad companies get good reviews. And so, so, okay. Uh, what, what next? Right. Um, well, you know, we could end up having crap. Like we could just not do a good job in the field. Well, you could always do better in the field, but if you're, if you're managing the business and focused on the business, now you can focus on training, like scheduling training, whatever you could be reading a book, recommend it to your team. There's so many things like I'm now to the point where Aaron overhead doors really doesn't need me. Uh, and, and, it's probably running better now than ever. Um, and, and, and then you have to get over that. Like I started it from scratch. Like this is my baby dude. Sentimental value be the one thing that just kills you. You have to just let it go. And if you are the, like somebody said to me recently, 
um, what did he say? Uh, it was, um, oh, I'm always babysitting. That's your fault. That's your fault. If you're babysitting your employees, that's your fault. Because that means you either didn't hire the right people, you're not training them properly, or whatever the case is. But if you're babysitting, you're not. You, it's your fault. Uh, and and I can tell you, first thing, I'm taking responsibility for everything that happens in my business. And I'm not even the main guy in my company anymore. My general manager is. But I take responsibility for everything. If my general manager screws up, damn, that was my fault. And he's like, what? Like, yeah, man, I should have communicated to you earlier. This is how it's usually happens. And this is where the confusion came in. I'm sorry. He's like, bro, really? He's like, I screwed up. I'm like, no, 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 you screwed up because I didn't tell you this. And, and it changes everything, right? Like, but, but, I, I sorry, I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like we just need to take more responsibility. And then we need to understand that, hey, listen, this whole company, people like people love to take the weight off of the owners. They love it. If you're, if you allow like them you've to been reading extreme ownership, dude, it? I have, I, I'm hooked on this book, <laughs> I dude. tell you what, that's <laughs> one of my favorite books. I recommend that book to everybody. Yep. And, and I'm on to his other book now. Um, what is it? I'm almost done with it. It's, uh, I think I told everybody this, the dichotomy of leadership. And okay. I, it's just, I mean, honestly, this is what it all boils down to. Like, and, and it's pride, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we're, 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 you start a company, you should be proud of it. And it's a representation of yourself. But you trust the people to come onto your company and you trust them to be part of your company and to wear your logo and to drive your truck and to be with your customers. I mean, who better than to just freaking run stuff? Like, let them go. And the more I see you doing that, like you and I talk a lot, the, the more I see you growing and stuff. And, and it's just so fun to watch. Like, I think you do a great job of everything I'm talking about. And I know there's times in the beginning where you got to balance everything and, and some stuff you can't let go yet. Right. And I understand that. Um, but, uh, I think you, it's a progression. It's not an overnight thing for anyone. But it's a progressional thing, and I think you My do a very good job. My wife wants to know when she's going to have me back. <laughs> Say what? My wife wants to know when she's going to have me back. Oh, you can tell her 2023. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, I, I have the conversation with my wife all the time. I keep starting stuff and launching things and, and taking on new responsibilities. I came home one day and told my wife that I I signed a lease for a Milton location. Uh, surprise. I just told everybody I didn't, that I wasn't planning on announcing that yet, but, um, and, uh, she's like, when are you gonna have time to do that? I'm like, well, I'm just going to work over there like two days a week. Um, you know, it's like an hour from my house. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's launch a marketing company, e-commerce site. I mean, you just go with it, right? Like, and, and some things will fail and some things will win, but in the grand scheme of things, hire the people. Once you, you know, if you, if you hire good people, you can trust them. Just send them out there, do their thing. Let them, let them do what they do. And then you can do what you do. And I think, I think owners are visionaries and we should cast vision and share the glory with our team. Give them the credit. I think that's where it's at. I think that's why you do so well. 
And one of the things I missed the most from, you know, this less than two years ago, you know, it wasn't a lot of, we weren't doing a lot of work. There wasn't enough work for this company to support, you know, both really full-time people, um, me being the full-time people. Uh, but it was enough to, to pay my bills, but it, you know, it allowed me a lot of time to, you know, say, Hey, you know, we're not doing anything. March, let's go to Expo. Hey, you know, uh, this guy Ryan seems like he knows what he's doing. I'm going to go visit him and check out what he's got going on. Um, you know, audio books and podcasts. You know, I, I don't have a lot of time for that the last year. And I, I really miss it a lot because it's part of what has helped me get to where I am. Uh, and I'd like to continue that growth. And so that's one of my primary motivating factors to bring in more people is to, to allow myself more time for that. But it's like farming right? You have a season where you lay the seed and then you have a season where you harvest. For right? sure. And, and, and so you're, you're going to have the, that cycle constantly. And then eventually you're going to be able to pull yourself out a little bit. And then sometimes you might get sucked back in and then you'll pull yourself out and then you start, and you, you know, for me, what's great about where I'm at now, I focus on hiring. Uh, I focus on, on uh, trying to uh, hold my my general manager accountable, not not just to our numbers, but making sure that he's getting home and spending time with his family, um, making sure that I'm holding him true to the things that he loves and like his hobbies and stuff. Um, like I'm holding him accountable as a man, as a father. Like I really am trying to pour into him, and 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 I, and he knows there's going to be some late nights, and and I know that right, but. But, hey, dude, you know, you worked really hard this week. Sleep in tomorrow. And, hey, you know, take Friday and Monday off. Just have a good weekend. And, um, you know, those are the types of things that I do for him. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, uh, I'm hiring, marketing, and, you know, just looking for opportunity. I mean, when, when the heck do we have time to look for opportunity? I now have time to look for opportunity, which is great. You know, I'm I'm out talking to people. Uh, looking for ways to expand. Uh, we might be getting into the window game. It don't stop. It won't be too long before we're like Aaron overhead door, window, gutters, roofing, siding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. But now I'm I'm looking at windows. Uh, we might get into the window game. And it's just because I've got time to 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 look at it, you know, and, and you'll get there. Hundred percent, no doubt. I have no doubt that you'll be there, and it probably won't be too much longer. And then you know you might get sucked back in. I get sucked back in sometimes, and then you got you know it wasn't too long. I was out in the field. I had to put a door back in the track. It's been like a year and a half. I took a picture, documented, it, sent it to my team. Told them <laughs> <to do it. laughs> but you know, I mean, it's fun. You just gotta have fun with it. I miss being in the truck, though. I'm not gonna lie. It is. I I enjoy it. I do. It's not cake. So real quick, I just want to share something. Uh, August fourth, I've got a report here. Your website, the highest ranking you had was between twenty one and fifty, um, and then everything else was uh, position fifty one or more. 
And then now you have 23 number one positions, 68 between two and five, 25 between six and 10. It's crazy good. And you're yeah, I don't know what you guys do over there, but it, it definitely helps. <laughs> I was just looking at your report, and I'm sitting here like, wow, dude, my team's done a good job. I wasn't even aware it was doing that good. Um, and, I, and I don't have a lot of time to – early on with building the website, I, I tried to get back, and it's like every few weeks I'll go on there, and I'll – you know, some of the changes that you guys are making is just – I look at it like, wow, I, you know, kind of what I wanted them to do. And I, I didn't even convey that to you, but you guys are doing definitely an awesome job with it. I literally just tell them to do stuff that I've done for my own site for you. Uh, and and that's one of the reasons I tell people that you're the perfect person to do SEO for their garage door website. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're always plugging us dude. I appreciate that. It's huge. We, uh, we've done very well. Um, and I think it's a combination of things. Number one, my first two hires were absolutely home runs. And I think that's critical for any startup. But Austin, um, he builds the best websites. Like, I mean, he's just freaking amazing. Um, and he's a good dude, too. He is a great dude. And uh, just a, he and his brother, like, when they first, when, when I first met them, they were always at each other, man. Like, they just, I mean, constantly fighting. And I was so happy to hear that, like, you know, they've kind of gotten past their differences and they're moving in together. Um, so th- uh, his brother just graduated. Austin dropped out of college. He played college football uh, at EKU. And uh, I guess got homesick and figured out, you know, it wasn't really for him. So he moved back down here and then started with me. And um, and so now it's just cool to see how far he's come and his brother's come and now they're moving in together. Uh, and then Emma... You know, I went to church with her and her family for a while and uh, just quiet, just chill. Like, you know, she doesn't really say much. And I found out that she was, I was looking for somebody for content and she had just graduated. Like I had posted something and I think her dad hit me up and was like, hey, my daughter just graduated school for this. And I was like, I would hire her in a heartbeat. And so uh, she started with us and she's turned out to be phenomenal. Actually, she's done so good. I don't know how she keeps up with the amount of work that we give her. She's done so good with our customers, just proactively, like, you know, reaching out to them and, and taking care of them that we're kind of moving her into like a 50, 50 role. So now she's like customer account management and content creator. And we just hired Daisha, uh, for some more content creation, but, um, yeah, we have fun with it. It's a good time, and we love working on your stuff. Um, number one, because we like you, and number two, uh, it's what we know. We know garage doors, so it's easy for us. We think, but you get you've you've had a lot of spam in your area too. Which yes, is, we do. We've gotten rid of a lot of it though. Um, what else? So marketing is a small piece. Give me some other things that you do that that has helped you grow for other people that might be in a similar position to you. What are some decisions that you've had to make that, that helped you, made you better? So one of the biggest challenges that I, I thought I had early on was finding customers, right? And part of that comes with advertising. 
it comes with relationships. And so one of the biggest things I try to do is build relationships. And, um, you know, my role moving forward with the company, that's kind of what I see myself doing moving forward. I see that as one of my roles. Uh, we brought in a customer. I managed to sell this job. It was a six-door commercial job with 10 feet of high lifts and openers. And, uh, you know, it's a larger scale than I, anything I've ever done. We we do commercial work. You know, we do, um, as far as in the job with which operator or which door and, and you know, getting a high lift, and I didn't take into account, you know, the sprinkler, you know, they're going to put sprinklers in, and so we, we made it work, and my guys made it work, you know, my father's a huge help, and man, he's, we work really well together, um, and that's kind of part of what makes me like being in the field, is having people behind me like that, that we can solve these problems together, but back to landing this job, and yeah, what I was selling and what I, you know, I run things by people. I've got a handful of people I consider friends uh, that I could ask questions to, and, and they were a huge help. But this guy had no idea. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and we sold the job, and he's super happy about it. And, you know, he actually told me before we did the job, like, hey, you know, you guys weren't the cheapest, but, you know, I, I know you guys are going to do a good job. Um, that's awesome. Like if that doesn't light a fire on the end, I, I don't know what will. Um, but establishing that relationship and that he got what he wanted out of this job, uh, he sells and puts up steel buildings and he's got a lot of good contacts. He does, uh, you know, excavation and, and site prep for other contractors and building relationships like that has been huge for us. Uh, We've got one guy, he flips houses. He found me on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, he's about 40 minutes away from us, which is a little further than we like to travel, but establishing that relationship. We've done um, six or eight houses with him in the past year to year and a half. He's referred us to about $20,000 worth of work. He referred us to people who referred us to other people. Nice. So your customer comes first establishing that relationship comes first you have to make sure you're making money while you're doing it um you know my pricing wasn't i didn't know what i was doing my and we're a lot more confident in that stuff now and that one thing establishing relationships um is huge huge that was and a big conversation really, we had when you came down here was pricing yep and I was always trying to encourage you to raise your prices. And we were, and we're still, I like to be on what I would consider the high side of fair. And I think we're almost there. That's good. Um, well, know, I knew how good little... you were. Well, I thought, I, I think, I think I knew how good you were. Uh, but, but I knew your standard and I really felt like, um, you know, we were talking about what we charge for things and what you charge for things. And, um, I definitely felt like you were going to deliver as good a results or better than we could. And so why not? Right. And, and I have this conversation a lot too with other people is, you know, well, my area is a little bit different than yours and, and yeah, it may be, but every area has high end customers and low end customers as far as like uh, what people want. And so if you target the right 
customers who have money and in the people areas. refer people like them yep exactly and so our company's made a big shift you know we still have a lot of the same customers that we used to have but we also gained some new customers and you know I, we bought a phone number not long before or after i don't know if i bought it before the first time i was on the podcast um but it, it was a friendly competitor guy that's known my father for years and years and years he was a sub and he did some of his own work um it's been a great asset to us having this phone number and he had a very good reputation which helps but he was a tailgater and so a lot of his clientele is accustomed to paying very very low prices um and that you know it was tough at first but you know i can't really feel bad it took me a little bit like i, I don't feel bad about it anymore doing the job right doing a good job costs money yep and if you want it done right this is what it's going to cost to have it done by us and it's still a very very fair price and if we charge less than that the only thing that we're not being fair to is us right so good we should put that on a poster <laughs> all right hey man listen you are freaking awesome i love talking to you all the time i always get in always trouble because when i call you from the house my wife's always like right you like talking to him more than me so <laughs> I, I, I was like eh, sometimes um so i give my <laughs> wife a hard time she's like when she's in an ill mood i call her penelope and then when she's oh. in a good mood i call her stephanie and so i tell her she's got two different personalities and and it doesn't make it any better like she doesn't get more happy when i call her <laughs> penelope by the way <laughs> so no, anyway. i can't imagine would help so uh yeah you and i have had some late night talks in the past and uh she she knows that uh when i'm talking to greg it's going to take a little while so it's always good talking to you we could probably talk for hours um and and the feedback that you've given on here to to help other owners I really well, I appreciate learned that. something when I talk to you. So same here, bro. It's feelings mutual. I think that's why the conversation is so great. We both walk away learning something and, uh, I love, uh, bouncing ideas off of you. You're very level headed and you're like, you help reel me in sometimes when I got these huge ideas <laughs> that I want to roll out. But hey, those huge ideas are what make, you know, you gotta have those. Yeah. So, um, thank you for coming on the show again. Give us an update. We'll have another one when you double next time. Yeah. Next year, definitely, we're double-going. Let's dig it. Well, tell 10 Man we said hey, and uh, thank you for your time, and finish up the year strong. I appreciate you, man. I definitely want to uh, end this with a, a big thank you to uh, 10 Man, and I'll add uh, help her look. Definitely my wife and kids, because you know what it's like for them. Yep. But I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me on again. Um you know, my dad's a huge help to this company and it's a huge list of people that we couldn't do this without. So hundred percent. Well, thank you, bro. Continue killing it. All right. Take it easy, man. Good you talking too. to you. See you. Bye. Bye.